Welcome to Kids Treehouse, where we talk about all things NPRC. I didn't know where I was going with that one. <laughs> Welcome to Kids Treehouse. But first off, you got to know who I am. And everybody seems to like to call me the Key West Kid. I'm all the way down here in the Florida Keys. I've lived down here for about almost seven years now. Really like it. The only problem is I have to really travel far to get the uh, to get all the way up to you guys to race. But I, you know, as you see in my post on Facebook, I have no problem traveling. But uh, I've been uh, driving for uh, with the NPRC now for about two years. Um, I've learned a lot back when we uh, we were running LCG slash chassis with uh, Hoosier tires and uh, money and uh, the uh, old Pro Line Nova bodies <laughs> that we all ran. Um, but yeah, like I said, we've learned a lot since then. I'm um, best known. I'm the, that crazy guy. That when I show up at your race and you beat me at a grudge racer or a uh, at rounds in the cash days, you get to come over to my pits and I give you a toy shark and we take a selfie together and uh, and then you're part of my shark club. But uh, and I really that has blown up into something great. I mean, I've got people that have uh, that have won my sharks. Um, uh, Christopher Schwartz uh, was a recent winner. He won that he beat me in Irwindale and he got to claim himself a shark. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark Vines, uh, claimed one Vernon Dean's claimed one, um, Marcus, uh, with, uh, royalties claimed one. Um, I'm easy to beat and <laughs> it's, it's so fun. Uh, I'm also the administrator for the Facebook group page of NPRC Treehouse. Um, that's where I open it up to anybody that races the, uh, these toy cars to come on and post whatever they want, as long as it's re relevant to, uh, no prep RC drag racing. Now, if you can also, if you I like to follow me and find me on Facebook, it's Kid Sims on Facebook. That's two D's and one M on Facebook. Same thing on Instagram, Kid Sims. And then on TikTok, I'm Key West Kid. I've got 5,300 followers now on, on uh, TikTok, uh, where I post little crazy little videos and some race footage of stuff. Woo, man. So this is my first podcast. Um, and I'm, I will have to admit, I'm a little nervous. I'm excited too. uh, WebRC is, uh, helping me with this. My first podcast, I wanted to go back to where this, all this, uh, no prep drag racing started for RCs. Um, and that was, and I'm going to reference, uh, I'm going to reference TSR podcast a lot. And, uh, and I and I do that because it's where we all got the information first off to do this. You know, we we a bunch of us listened to his show, you know, prior to this, you know, because Tim Tim Smith um, was racing one cell drag racing and track racing, and then um, they were having their local track was uh, closing down, so they're trying to figure out what to do, and they had the crazy idea. Of running rubber tires instead of foam tires and running them on the street it was great fun they've started posting videos tim smith got a bunch of guys together and talked about well if this is a class if this is a new thing a what are we going to call it b what are the what are some of the rules 
But if you hadn't had a chance, do yourself a huge favor. Go to December 6th of 2017 with the TSR podcast and give that a listen. It's about an hour or so in when he gets started uh, talking about the actual rules, this crazy thing we call MPRC. He has some guys on there, Todd Sotero, Tyler Zappadil. These are all names that you know. John Schultz came in later. Matt Housen, who has always been uh, Tim's sidekick for a long time. And uh, uh, Bob War- Warhand. Now, I'm not familiar with Bob Warhand, um, but he was there when they were talking about the tool. The the uh, In fact, if you go listen, man, he had some really, really creepy sound effect when it came off. It was really funny. Um, and doing some research on this, I found out uh, talking with Todd, uh, this cat named DC Massey was there in the beginning too, and he wasn't on the podcast. But he, if you go back to the original, some of the the MPRC page, the group their group page, you can see the pictures of him and racing his car back in the day. So, so when they got all together, man, and God bless Tim and all these guys for doing this, because without them, you know, none of us would be here doing this. That's for sure, or at least we'd be doing it in a different capacity. But they got together and they said, okay, so we got this idea. We got this rough idea. But we really need to figure out how we're going to make it a class. And, and you know, unfortunately, I know some of y'all don't like rules. Uh, but unfortunately, you have to have some, some kind of rules and some kind of structure to make a class. It's just, you know, uh, I, you know, back in the day, it was run what you're wrong, you know. And what, there, is, there is a place for that. I will say that. But for this no prep, you know, RC drag racing, you really needed, they really needed some structure. So they got together. And believe it or not, the first set of rules that they came across in 2017 was only seven rules, period. That was it. Seven, seven rules that you, uh, that you needed to build your car by. And the first rule wasn't even about the car. The first rule was about the, the surface that we were racing on. Uh, it was no prep, no prep on the track. If a, if you've been to some of like the RCDRL, you know, like I said, you know how these putting down their sugar water or whatever prep that they put on the tracks to make your cars really stick. Um, that was they put that first rule: nothing on the track. All you're allowed to do is sweep or blow it. Period. And so that I think that's you know wild that they now that's a given. It's, it's not even a part of the, I don't even think we even have that a part of the rules yet. We Granted, we don't have any prep on the track other than what gets laid down in the process of the race. Uh, but um, but that was the first one. Second one was tires. Um, and this is a funny distinction too. Um, the second rule was tires, uh, rubber tires on the rear. They didn't mention anything about the front tires. In fact, they, well, they did mention it, but they said they didn't really care. You know, make the front tires what you want. Now, keep in mind, guys, back then, this is 2017. This is a class that the the hobby industry has never seen, do, knows nothing about, you know. So they weren't making products like, you know, like they are now. They're not, you know, so they didn't have uh, all these different tires to choose from. They had what they had carpet buggy tires or short course truck tires to work with. That's all they had to work with. But they made them work. And uh, so they came up with a rule is rubber tires on the rear. Um, and you could at the time you could do what you want to at the front. Now, over time, that has changed. We all know that. Um, third rule, 
two cell battery. Well, you know, and that's all they said. And God bless, you know, Max Amps and Gen Ace and uh, Macklin and R1 or all these guys that are making these humongous batteries for us. Uh, but, you know, back, think about what they had back then. You know, they were uh, probably a lot of times, make, you know, making their own and doing stuff like that. But they had and rule number four. Keep in mind, we only have seven rules, man. And we haven't we've only we've only done two rules here. Rule number four is is another throwaway rule that we all we we put on there just to be on the safe that everybody knows. But um, they, they put in the rule no steering assist, <laughs> you know, and that's like a given, you know. I all these rules now, that's this is like this is almost like the start of the Bible for MPRC. These you know these rules. Uh, so no steering assist, like no gyros. They didn't you know they didn't go into that AIS, you know. Keep in mind these um when you go back and listen to this podcast, and I really hope you all do, that they're all just sitting around as uh, you know, six or seven of them sitting around and throwing in ideas and stuff and getting this. And this is the only place I found, because I've been looking, I've I haven't found anywhere that they writ, written the rules down and put and published them. Now they probably did back in this you know, in around that time, but since they updated them since then, they've probably pulled them off or done something else with them. But but going back and listening to the show, a sense of what they were, you know, what they were thinking. And the rule number five, um, body wheels must be covered. So your body, your body, and keep, like I said, like I said before, you know, you had, you had Parma making bodies, which Parma doesn't even make bodies anymore. Uh, you have a, you had a couple of Proline bodies that kind of fit the mold. I think you had the 57. Camaro looking one may have, you know, may not even been out yet. I'm not sure, but you had just a few bodies that would fit the most. A lot of guys were using the state, you know, the short course truck bodies and make, uh, look the part, you know, um, in fact, uh, Todd Sotero, his, his body, um, El Guapo, if you have things, I think I'm saying that right is, was a El Camino body, a Parma El Camino body. And if, if y'all haven't gone back and seen the video, that uh he posted way back in the day of him doing a massive burnout and i think that that video alone struck so much interest in what we're doing because before then you know in the track cars with the foam tires you don't do burnouts you just you 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 glue up your tires on your glue tray you set it down and then go and that's it you know but you know here where they were doing you know they were doing cool burnouts keep in mind too they didn't have wheelie bars, you know, back then, you know, they had, well, they had the little bitty short Traxxas, you know, three, two, one or two inch wheelie bars then on the back. So, um, you know, but I don't think traction was a huge issue back then because, you know, they're going on, you know, carpet tires and bandito tires, you know, and all these kind of tires that were not meant to do this on. They were just barely, barely get making traction as it were. As we all know, these these bodies are what makes these cars cool. You know, these this 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 MPRC cool is is the body. That's what everybody's first season instructs your attention, and they knew that going in. So they you know they they wanted it to be structured. They wanted to the to keep the look that um, of the street outlaw type stuff. And you know to do that, they wanted you know they didn't want any any like buggy you know chassis cars. You know, because that it's like a buggy at that point. It's not looking like a street outlaw car that you would race racing on the street. The forethought of all this, and these guys are sitting around, 
thinking about this. And like I said, for every rule, they, they really had a reason and really had a discussion on it. And it's really good. Uh, the rule number six. Okay. And it's funny because the, the real, their rule number six is, is the current rules, rule number one. Um, and that is two-wheel drive, any short course chassis. All right. And then they went even further and specified that they wanted around a wheelbase of around 13 inches. That's about where we are now. We uh, Current ones are 12 inches to 13 and a half. So we're right in that ballpark. Uh, but they went even further and they mentioned that they wanted to be anywhere from nine to 10 inches wide and thinking that that was around the width of what a slash was. I don't think that is actually the, the, the width of a, a, a slash. Um, but it might be, I don't, I actually, I think the slash, the slash is a little bit wider than that, but at the time, you know, there, you're in the studio, you you know, you don't have one in front of you. So they just do a number out there. Uh, but our current rules, like I said, our current rules do not say anything about width. You can be as narrow as you, you think you can make it, or you can make as wide as you think a body will cover it, um, which is kind of neat. So like I said, that's a rule that they have. They did away, you know, uh, one thing that they did away with is, you know, coming up with a width. Um, and the seventh and final rule that these guys came up with um, they had an extensive amount of discussion on this, which is funny. And, you know, looking back on it, um, but it was shocks, believe it or not. Okay. So there was like, and the biggest discussion was how much do we, do we, did the shocks have to work? You know, first off, was it, do we have to have shocks? Um, and they agreed. Okay. Yeah, we do. We want shocks on the car. And keep in mind, that's so just wild about this. This is, this is reinventing the wheel with these guys. They all sat around and did. Now this all stuff is just is common sense to us. But you know, this is what happens if they said, no, nope, you can uh you can run straight uh links, you don't have to have shocks. How different this uh sport would be right now if you know if they'd have changed a couple of things on these rules, we had, uh, how how much of a different path we would be on. But uh so they they did say must have a uh, one shock per per wheel and then the discussion was okay does it have to work you know you're saying it has to have a shock does it have to show movement does it not have to does it have to turn show a certain amount of movement and it was a really long discussion on that it was surprisingly so i think they they came down to it is is it has to have the has to have a, you have to have a shock on each on each um wheel and it has to show some kind of movement. They didn't, you know, they didn't feel like specifying, you know, how much movement. So that's what they came up with. And so that was in back in 2017. You had, you know, no, you know, don't prep your don't prep your track. Rubber tires, two cell, no steering assist, bodies must cover the wheel. Keep in mind, it didn't say anything about a wing. There's no wing, there's no wheelie bar rule, uh, two-wheel drive, short course chassis, and shocks. There was your rules. Have fun, you know, build you a car and go to town. And and then a lot of people did. <laughs> In fact, so much um, I was going back and looking at all this and watching all these clubs. I mean, if you get a chance to go back to the NPRC and scroll back to the 2017, you get it takes a little bit to get there. I've done it several times now. Um, 
but you go back back down to uh, late 2017, early 2018, and you get to see all these clubs throughout America, you know, that, you know, guys doing what we're doing, just, you know, in smaller groups that back then and saying, Hey, look at me. I'm, I'm, I just, I want to join your, uh, your, your thing and, you know, small groups, but they were popping up all over the country. Those guys in that, you know, that, that podcast booth, you know, I'll gave them the idea, gave them the tools to work with. And then it, it ran with it. And then some guys in Sonoma were doing it. And, and we'll talk about those guys in Sonoma, um, just in a minute. And because they they uh, they exploded this in about 2019, they helped explode, you know, what we what we have today. I mean, you have to you have to give those those guys in the, the 707, you know, you have definitely have to give them their credit because a lot of us, a lot of us guys saw their videos and found out how to make their cars. So that being said, so then we go, we get we, we're doing this now for about two years and and then we're everybody's getting good everybody's starting to get a handle on you know what makes these cars go fast you know um we had some groups that kind of started putting prep on their tires keep in mind in the original rules nothing was said that you could not put prep on your tires you know you can only put you could the only thing it said about prep you could not have prep on the track now, a lot of people adopted that the no prep also carried over to tires. A lot of people around the country adopted that. Um, but the original rule said nothing about putting prep on your tires. But then we fast forward now to uh, the 2020 King of the Streets in Vegas, where you had, I think it was 48, 48 people showed up, which, and $100 a person, which in those days, was unheard of that you know that you got 44 guys and raced for big money you know and then that was like i said unheard of back then but it came with a little bit of backside to it uh there was a lot of so a lot of guys were doing they found out when when you get all these guys in from all over the country and from hawaii and from oklahoma and from North California and from South California, and you get them all in one spot, that you see a lot of things that you may not have intended for when you know when you see everybody how they interpret those seven rules. You know, and so then they realized, okay, this is 2020. We're in February right now. We're not gonna turn around and rewrite the rules. For 2020, we're going to let those roll, and then we're going to invite all the all the guys that are the heads of these groups all over the country into a big chat room, you know. And and somehow I got involved in that, and I get I got to be uh, I got to be a, a fly on the wall, as it were, on in this uh, this rules committee, as it were. And it was like 60 of us, 60 guys, you know, that had little groups, little racing groups um, around the country. And we all we all got talking about rules. And this happened in 2020 around June. Uh, I think we, we were doing it for almost two months. Um, so we started I think we started around June um, and we just went. 
down the list, rule by rule. Okay, what do you think about this? And as much as it was neat to get an insight on what we what the rules were going to be and what everybody was thinking, we had too many people. It got to be when you have 60 guys, because that's how many clubs were were formed back then. I'm, I'm sure we're more than that now. But we had 60 guys in a in a chat room and and a, almost I think it was a Facebook page too. And it, it just got to be you had you know. 30, you know, 30% wanted this, 30% wanted that, and 30% wanted something else. And everybody had really strong opinions on how it should be done. But, and no one could agree on any kind of middle ground. You'd have, you'd have a third of them want one thing, a third wanting the other, and a third wanting another thing. And it just, it got to where it was spending weeks on cussing and discussing, you know, one rule. And we, you know, we have the current, you know, that, 2021 i think it was like 15 rules uh, 13 rules okay so we had a lot of rules to go over and it was just taking way too long and we were getting we were stuck in our in quicksand it was just getting nowhere fast uh, so the powers to be thought was it'd be a great idea um and i really applaud them for it as much as i don't like you know things being taken out of the people's hands and control i think it was a, the best thing for it uh, but they pulled back they got we went over we went over every all the rules and they kind of heard everybody's opinion. But then they went back and made a, the final decision. And and then we got what we got in 2021. And we those those rules were released um around August September area. It's when we got our first look at the new rules and they, we went from we went from 7 rules to 13 rules and all the rules were uh, you know, were very detailed. Uh, where you know, like I said, the the first the first rules were uh, no prep the track tire, you know, rubber tires to sell, you know, no steering assist, uh, body must cover the wheels and a short course chassis. So I want to I want to go with though because uh, you know some of you guys may be new to this to this and that's why I'm, why I love this history. That's why we we I like going over because some of you guys. If, may not even know that we we used to race uh race these cars with no prep on the tires you were allowed to wipe your tire with uh with a baby baby wipe or some in some instances a you could put simple green on it some instances you were not a you were not allowed to put simple green um you just put it down and go uh, so to go back and listen to these um, and a lot of these rules, this was wild too, because a lot of these rules were very controversial at the time, and now they're it's secondhand. Um, so I want to go back. This is this is uh, the 2021 rules that were released in September, and I want to go over them. Like I said, we'll go over them one at a time. And and I, if 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 I have some kind of little insight on why that rule was written, I will uh, I'll fill you in. So here we go. Rules for the 2021 Street Outlaw. Rule number one is chassis. Short course base chassis, two-wheel drive. 12 to 13 and a half inch wheelbase. Four-wheel drive, not allowed. Four-wheel drive to two-wheel drive, drive conversion, not allowed. And that one is straightforward. You know, you'll notice that it, it has 12, 12 inches, uh, which late, it later got changed to... to uh, I believe 12 and a half or 13 and then went and we just recently went back to 12. 
So that one, that one said that one was straightforward. Uh, that one wasn't that much cussing and discussing. Um, I think s- some of the people wanted to leave it uh, to, you know, two wheel drive or some people wanted it, uh, you know, rear wheel drive only uh, powers to be decided to leave that open. Um, rule number two motor, any commonly over the counter motor, RC car motor, which still uh, that's still today. You can, now, what the only the sticking point of that is that everybody says, well, what is over the counter? If I have, you know, rotor, rotor Ron or Dirtworks or wherever all these guys build my motor, is that over the counter? And the powers to be says, yeah, if, uh, you know, any motor pretty much. Um, battery, still the same. That battery is two cell, 844 max and single pack. So we're, st- we're still on it. Okay. Here we the tires, rubber foam insert style rear and front. Now, now we've added the front. Now we're telling you we don't want the no O rings for the front. We don't want it. You know they we want actual looking street tires for your front. Treaded or slicks will be allowed. Uh, running without foam inserts is allowed. So, so basically they're just saying they're trying to make sure that you're not running. Uh, your O-ring front, like like a a track one cell car would be, and and it looks makes the car look better. All right, shocks. Now they really define the shocks a little bit more. This is rule number five. Shocks must have four shocks, each controlling a wheel as intended by a typical manufacturer. Connected and operating hinge pins at all four corners of the car. Shocks must have movement visible and acceptable. By the race director, no tie rods. So, like I said, that's a lot of the undercurrent that you'll see in a lot of these rules is, and then this rule, they actually came out and said it. They want the race director to set the the his rules. That has been the kind of the you know they've given the all the race director kind of the parameters. But if the race something doesn't work for his track or his situation. You know, they they said, you know, it's not you run these rules or you're not, you know, it's this is your framework, you know, use what you can. But if you have to change something, go ahead. And uh, and it, so that's I think that helped the also the popularity of this. So they said, you know, if some tracks may say do you, they want to see a quarter of inch of movement. Some some tracks that I don't care as long as it doesn't have to move at all, as long as it's on the deal. Uh, rule number six, new rule. Something that was not talked about in the previous rules, transmission. Car must have a three to five gear transmission, gearbox. Belts or link conversions not allowed. So I'm guessing, now I haven't, I didn't see it, but I'm guessing they were having, they were having problems with, you know, the belts and the link uh, conversions coming in and they wanted to take care of that and not have um, be a problem anymore. Number seven, this was a biggie. This was a, a real big rule, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read the rule, and I'm gonna tell you a fun story uh, about someone you know. Um, weight, cars ready to run must meet a 4.5 or sorry 4.54 pound or 70 72.6 ounces or 60 or 20 60 grams minimum. Okay. So basically, so we all, it's always that, that 2060. That's, that's the same thing we're running to now. We all run that 2060 gram weight. 
So where this came in is you had guys and you had guys that were doing everything. Because back in the day, we everybody thought, well, I'm only allowed so much power. And, you know, the only and the easiest way to make my car have more horsepower is to limit the weight, you know, power to weight ratio. So what they did, they were like making their, I mean, we're using titanium, you know, little, you know, aluminum screws for everything that wasn't crucial. I mean, you're, you're screwing lightning holes into everything, you know, and when I say lightning holes, if you don't know what a lightning hole is, it's a hole made to lighten it up. It is not a, you know, coming out of the cloud, uh, a lightning bolt. You know, it's a lightning hole. It's it's what we use in uh, aircraft. Um, but yeah, so you had so you had all these. And if you remember, if, if a bunch of y'all have seen back in the day, we had L, the, the the Traxxas LCG chassis that people would actually cut all the the side supports on them, and they would look just like a just a, a square you know square box down the middle. And if you look at the some of the original. Um, the original aero chassis, um, they looked a lot like those those cut down, those cut down LCG plastic chassis that everybody was doing. And then you'd have somebody that people would do cut drill holes in them, make them look like Swiss cheese. And then we had Mr. Mark Vine. Now, if y'all if you know about Mr. Mark Vine, and I love I love Mr. Vine to death, and he's one of the smartest racers we have out here but he came out with the swiss cheese car and it's a famous car i wish i hope he still has that body because that is like that is some that is some mprc history right there so what he did he took a the pro line uh, 67 nova body the you know the murder nova looking body and he drew he drilled holes all through this car to where the, this body was barely anything to it. You know, I mean, it, it was, it was probably half the weight in the body than it would, that it was when it started. And it, he painted it bright orange. And it, so everybody called it the Swiss cheese car. And it was, you know, it was, it was hilarious. And, but he did it for, like I said, he did it for a reason. And that's because there wasn't it back then. It was, there wasn't any weight rule and everybody thought, Hey, if I can make these cars lighter, you know, power to weight ratio is better. And obviously I'm going down the track faster. That's just the way we thought back then. Now we're learning that, you know, the little you have the weight, you need weight in these cars to get the traction and get the traction to go faster. Um, and I believe I, I may be corrected if I'm wrong, but I believe that was also to the the invention of his, the, the, bullet, the bullet chassis. That was the, the original thought behind that bully chassis. That's why it's just, when you get it, it's just three pieces. It's just a, a bumper, a, a, a plate, a bottom plate, and a little bitty block. That's all you, that's it. And, you, you know, so the, the lighter, the better back then. And they were making these things super light. And same thing with the aero chassis. The aero chassis, I think you could, you know, you could have easily got it down to, I think, I think some, there's people that were making them like three pounds back then. Uh, these things were just super light, you know, but then we, like I said, we, over time we learned that, you know, this, this lightweight car is not working. Um, so what they did, you know, and they, like I said, Mark was racing with the one group and he was asked to, he was actually asked to take tape and cover the holes. 
which okay you you you've taken tape now and to cover the holes but you still got the you know lesser weight and also too the uh, as we go down there's another rule that actually covers that the the ho drilling holes in the bodies so they got mark on this on two different things they got him on weight and they got him on drilling drilling holes in his body um but i thought that was you know hilarious back that you know i, I still i i got to talk to him and make sure he still has this body because I mean, you know, talk about history. Uh, he 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 made up two two rules in the NPRC just for this body. Um, next uh, next rule, wheelie bar rule number eight may extend a maximum of fifteen inches. What? Fifteen inches? Yep, fifteen inches from the rear drive. This CVA or dog bone? No, it was a rear axle. And fifteen inches. I uh, don't think anybody was doing fifteen inches back then. But when this rule came out, all of a sudden, boom, we were seeing long wheelie bars. Long as you, I mean, we were going huge, big wheelie bars after that point. Because we all, we all had back in the day, everybody got their, their wheelie bars from uh, Jake's Performance Shop in California. You, uh, $50, you ordered your bars from them. I, I think I just now, I think like a month ago, finally sold my last one, you know, got, you know, uh, but, you know, that's what the bar we ran. It was a 10 inch bar. You put it on it. It puts you right about 12 inches from the rear dog bone. No big deal. But then this rule, the 15 inches came out and boom, next thing you know, you had these really long wheelie bars coming out. Um, and then we, you know, I think it, along that lines, then we started coming out with, a, we started seeing flat bars too about this time, which was kind of cool. And the flat bars are starting to take over now. Body realism. Okay. So it pretty much says the same thing as it did before. Bodies must cover the wheel, i.e. no buggies. Uh, wheel wells must be cut, must be cut exposing half of the uh, wheel well as a minimum. Because that was another thing that was never mentioned before. And they found out that you know, a lot of guys were, okay, um, aerodynamically, if I don't cut those wheel wells open, uh, my car is super aerodynamic. You know, and it can get, you know, the, the wind doesn't get underneath it because me, me and my back in the day, these, these cars were rear wheel, rear motor cars. They were, they wheelied halfway down the track. You probably going down the track, you had probably a good uh, inch to inch and a half of wheelie all the way down the track. And they, they would do what we call kite and uh, they'd go about halfway down the track and then they would just lift off for no apparent reason and do about this spectacular flips in the air. Um, you don't necessarily see that any much more with the uh, with bringing in the uh, mid motor cars, uh, which came in around about this time too. They were people were, were not cutting their wheel wells. They were getting them just as small as their track would let them. And you know, some would some tracks would let, you know said you didn't have to have them cut out. Other tracks you did. So when you we got these big you know national races, we had to have come some kind of you know common ground so everybody knew what rules we were playing with. So they said uh, wheel wells must be uh, cut, exposing half the wheel minimum. And that's the rule we're living by today. Wings and things. Rule number 10. Rear wing spoilers may extend off the body a rear deck of maximum three inches. Rear side down may not be higher than the car roof line and extend off the rear deck by three inches. That's very similar to what we have now. Um, you know, that rules carry over to what we have now. I mean, keep in mind, this is for 
2021. So that's not too long ago, but that's what we have right now. Um, it's just kind of how you measure them is different. Uh, they they spelled that out a little differently. Um, no splitters. Um, oh, that brings me back to the wings. So the wing rule. So I think I mentioned before the 707 guys. Um, this, there was, you know, a group of in Sonoma, California called the 707. We owe a lot of our exposure to those guys. Um, but, and when they came to, to Vegas and by the, by, you know, um, Ricky Bellotti won Vegas, uh, won the first Vegas. And he had a huge, what they called a big wine. I think that's what John Schultz coined it back in the day. And uh, it was it was a monstrous wing on the back of this thing. And, um, you know, and it ruffled the feathers of some of the purists of the, the hobby, where I was like, ah, that doesn't look scale. And, well, I, I've looked over the rules, and nothing says anything on this car has to look scale. Um, but they thought, okay, well, we need to we need – we need to put some control over it because next thing you know, you're going to have a, a 15 inch wing on the back of it, you know, and it's going to go three, three feet tall. So we need to put some kind. So they come up with this parameter and uh, it's been a good parameter so far. It's worked really good. Uh, we've since learned now that any kind of wing you put a, a bit above, put above your, your roof line is not, is not helping you out. And it's and actually it's probably hurting you. So we've we've learned to you know keep a, their wings minimum, and you know like I said, and we go uh, we're going super fast now. Super, you know, <laughs> can't wait to see what how fast these things. These got a plateau sometime. Um, no splitter is still part of row ten. Uh, they added um, the no splitter may not exist a maximum of half an inch off the uh, edge of the body, and that's that's what, that's the same rules we're running now. Rear body cutouts. The section of the body, the lance rear bumper panel, may be cut but must retain the original rear quarters, fenders, trunk lid, and and or pickup bed. That's same. That's what same rule we have now. No big thing here. Uh, rear spoilers supplied with the body are considered legal for that body and their intended design. In other words, if you bought because uh, back in the day the S10, uh, the '66 S10 truck or C10 truck had this humongous five inch wing that came on the back of it. Well, there's a lot of guys that, that were running that body and it was really hard to make a rule that says you can't run that, run that car anymore, that body anymore. So they, they threw that rule in there. So that, Hey, if, if you're using it the way it came from the manufacturer, it's going to be legal. No matter if it doesn't fit our current rules, it's going to be legal. So, and here is rule number 12. This is the second rule that uh, that I was talking about that got Mr. Mark Vine. They really did not like that Swiss cheese car. So they ended up, they made sure that they got him on the weight rule. And then, then they come in and wrote this rule, body holes. Holes no larger than half inch at any location on the body are allowed. No uh, windows are allowed. Window cutouts are not allowed. Okay. So they're saying you can put one in, or half inch holes located at any, at any location on the body. Most people were putting them on the back because the theory was when these cars wheelie like they did back then, air would get underneath the body and you wanted it to get out from the out of the body without just piling, you know, piling up underneath the body and causing the car to lift. So if you added four half inch holes, 
you had a nice big wave and you cut out the rear back of your car, you had the nice big wave for all that air to get out. Um, it's funny too, because now that with the, with the rear motor cars and the front staying planted, you don't, you don't see anybody cutting holes in the car in the back. They are still cutting the back valance uh, out um, just in case any air gets in from the side. It doesn't stack up uh, underneath the car and, and potentially lift the rear. But um, that was another rule that they got to make sure that Mr. Mark Vine <laughs> uh, was not going to uh, you know, make a Swiss cheese car or any more Swiss cheese cars. I can't. I wish. I like. To, I wish. I, I need to talk to him. I need. We need. We need some pictures of that car. That car. Car. Please tell me that car is. That body is still around. Um. And so now we're on to the last rule, and there, there's another little addend, amendment after this. But this is the last rule, and this was hugely controversial back then. This this one rule. This actually changed how we do things across the board, and it. I mean, it. There was people uh, widely upset about this one rule, and that was prep. And uh, tire prep is allowed, but a burnout is required before the staging your car. Bum bum bum. And so that was like, so you had all these guys at that point. Well, no, we're called no prep. This is no prep. And and then that's when we went back. And that's when I that's when I started getting the you know and I listened to the you know the original rules from 2017 before, but when that when these rules came out and I heard that and I seen heard so many people getting upset about this that I really want I wanted to go back and listen and see if they addressed it and see how they addressed it prep because they had they this is all these guys were coming from prep uh, racing you know tire, track prep and tire prep so you know. And the thought was of this was if if you've got guys that aren't from or that are not from the drag racing world and don't understand prep and we have these these track guys running races that do not understand prep, you're going to have a guy that does understand prep that he can go in there and hide it very well. And his tires are going to be a lot more, uh, have a lot more traction than anybody around it. Just for the simple fact that he knows how to use prep and hide it. Um, you know, so the idea was if, and it was, you know, it, now it's kind of, it's, it's, it's no brainer. You're going to, everybody's going to use prep. Uh, but back then it was, it was the big controversy like at super chips, the first, first super chips, they had guys um, putting um, simple green on their tire warmers and then putting their tire warmers on. You know, nothing in the rules says you couldn't do that, but you had guys that were complaining, well, that's prep. You're, you're putting prep on your tires, and, you know, and it became a huge gun. So they, the powers that be at the time, um, and now, like I said, now it's, and there's been so much controversy over this one rule and it, to this day, there are still guys that uh, that just that will stand a hard ground saying that this no preparation should be no prep on tires. Um, me, I I like the fact that my car goes on the straight down the track and doesn't hit the wall and tear up. You know, hundred to two hundred dollars worth of stuff every time I run the car. You know, it makes the it makes it funner for everybody when you know your cars are drivable. Um, 
but they, you know, so the idea was we're going to allow it because you're, I guarantee you, we have guys that are guys that are doing it anyway and hiding it very well. So, and those guys are, you know, cleaning the clocks of everybody around them and, and no one understands why. And uh, so they went ahead and, you know, and that, for that reason, they came out and said, uh, we're going to allow t- tire prep, but you have to do a burnout. So, and nothing, nothing always says, there's nothing that rule says it, it the tire had to be, couldn't be drippy wet. I mean, they, they you know, that's going to be up to, they left that up to your race director, what he wanted to see, you know, if some, some race directors at the time said, okay, we're, we're going to allow this, but if, if it leaves a mark on the ground, you're disqualified. Some guys said, if it picks up a piece of Lexan, you're disqualified. I mean, there was all kinds of rules that came out. You know, well, you can do prep, but if it does, if it goes here, you're you're disqualified. And then it got to be where let's just, you know, I think a lot of these prep companies started making these products, and at that point, the the cat was out of the bag. So everybody started using them, and you know, we just it it, it was what it was. Um, now, like I said, you find you go to the, any one of these big tracks, and halfway through the first round, that 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 starting line has been completely prepped. You know. It is what it is, um, but again, the prep help makes the cars faster, funner, more you know exciting. Um, the cars are staying in their lanes; they're not going crazy. They're not going from lane to lane. They're you're not wrecking all the time, you know, for the most part. Tearing you know, tearing up thousands of you know dollars worth of equipment, you know. So the in the long run, the prep has turned out, in my opinion, the prep has turned out to be a a good thing, <clears throat> and in the original rules, it didn't say you couldn't use them. So it's not, we didn't go away from our roots. We didn't go away from no, you know, no prep the tires. We, we came back, we just spelled it out, you know, and let you guys know that, hey, just so you know, guys are prepping their tires and you might want to too. And then the last thing, the last rule, they didn't even make it a rule. <laughs> it was funny. They just cut them the two little asterisks and said, just no driver, no assist receivers, gyros. Or any driver assist on your uh, allowed. No AV AVCs receivers. No TM M, TSM receivers. And they said they didn't even make that a rule. They just said, "Hey, just so you know, don't do that." Then the rules came out, and they did some, you know, they did some procedure rules, letting you know that you know we want the track to be 132 feet. Um, they've got these things called cash days or top 10 list. They kind of helped you out and on the the tracks knowing some stuff. They then they introduced the, the new club, and I'm not going to get into that new that new class to, today. Uh, we may well bring it into another class uh, or another deal, but I'll kind of tease it a little bit. This is your the first look that we had of this new class called 13.5 Super Stock, um, a class that another that was really fun and exciting. It started out to be in. I I know I immediately. Uh, bought everything I could to make one of these cars because, um, and this, this was to appease. Um, everybody thought that this class was okay. There's your beginner class. There's, there's a class to get started. And it was never intended to be in my mind. And of course, going back and listening to the uh, Tim Smith podcast, which everybody should do. Uh, it was never intended to be a beginner class. It was intended to be a scale class where the cars wouldn't be as fast and you could you could you could make them as scale as you want them with big blowers and you know however you want them 
and they go down the track and they don't tear them tear themselves up because they're not going as fast so but we'll get into that we'll get into that topic later because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff on that and that and those rules that a lot of people didn't understand at the time and uh we'll cover that next show but for now i think that was man that's been almost an hour um and until next time i'm kid sims also known as key Wiz kid and uh for WebRC, I want to thank everybody for tuning into our my first podcast. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a great time. I hope I haven't bored you to death by reading all this stuff off. I really believe that it's very important for everybody to go back and learn where we came from, so that way you can make an educated decision on where we're going. And you know, when the, when they when they make a decision, it's not because they just dreamed it up in the top of their head. They they know where they we've been. Um, and a lot of cases, a lot of these guys making this decision have been in this, you know, this industry for 30 plus years. I mean, Tim Smith, oh my God, you know, uh, John Schultz. I mean, both of those guys, you know, you know, together have been, you know, 30, 30 years plus a piece. And so just know that they, when they make, when, when those guys get together and they make rules, they, they're doing it for the right reasons. Okay. So just don't jump to conclusions and get all upset. And oh my God, I can't believe they're doing that. Like most of us did when we heard about the no prep. I know I was one. When I first heard about that no prep, I will never use prep. That's those wrong. And now look at me now. I got, I got almost, I heck I'm sponsored by a prep company. So, you know, um, but anyway, guys, thank you for, please. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, hopefully you'll turn into the next one. Um, and I'm Key West Kids signing off for Kids Treehouse. Thank you much. I didn't know where I was going with that one. <laughs>